0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. If you would like some more information about us, please visit adventurechurch.co.za. We hope that you will enjoy today's message. Now, we know this year is going to be a, a big year ahead of us. Mel was just, as I walked in, she said, this is going to be a big year, and we know that, but As elders, I just feel that we need to lay some firm foundations as to the culture of the church going forward. Uh, You know, we're talking about waiting for the transfers to to take place on, on the piece of property that we bought. What's the next step? What does that look like? We need to clear things away. But can I remind us all that our first prize is Jesus? And the second prize, well not the second prize, but with that comes people. A building is great, but what we're doing here is 100% biblical, even though it might be a massive inconvenience for, for Nick and Shanae and more. What this is, this is church, this is 100% biblical. A building, a venue, is merely a tool in the kingdom. But people are the treasure. He is the treasure, first of all. And no matter what this year brings, it will get busy, it'll get hectic. There will be times where uh, we might see things differently when we're in the trenches. And there's that, 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 that ability for, for the building to become the thing and not the people. And that's something that we need to avoid at all costs. The building's a tool, and we'll go into the the, the heart behind it now, but our first prize is Him and His people. That is the thing we're after. So, as I mentioned on the WhatsApp group, part of our mobilized series as we go into this journey, I'd like us to have a look at friendship. Uh, What does that look like? And when brothers dwell, Together, it's a sweet thing. And to dwell means to, to look out for each other, to be pleasing to one another. And the same can go with, with being sisters as well. It's doing every effort we can to be an, an aroma, a fragrance, a, a, a good oil to, to those around us. And let me tell you now, I, there's been times where I've been serving in the life of local churches flat out and the task at hand, the thing that, that we're after, the, the making sure that the production is run smoothly and it, there's no hiccups, that can sometimes distract from the true love of what we're meant to be doing. And I wouldn't want us to go into this building project where actually the project becomes a prize, because it's not. Um, the gospel in terms of friendship can be summed up as a following. We were friends with God, then we fell and turned our backs on him. And then later he comes to befriend us. And now we're friends with God again. God never gives up on being friends with us. And there will be some who say, but he's Lord, he's not a friend. Well, yes, he is Lord, but he's also a friend as well. And we'll look together At that through the scriptures. John 15 I am the true vine, and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes. And it may bear fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Ne- Sorry, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I am him, he is that who bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. There is something so significant that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. We can't do this building in our own strength. We, can't, we actually can't love each other in our own strength because he is love. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, that's why we're going to look at having a time of prayer just now. Ask whatever you wish, and I'll be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Again, this thing of. Producing fruit, producing good things. Our actions and endeavors bring him glory. That's a fruit that, that we, 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 we are on about. And the, and we know uh, scripture very well, where as one man as as one man sharpens as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. The thing about friendship is we cannot exist for ourselves and i'm studying this from one of my mates kurt davis he 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 preached at belito city church not so a while ago but there's a chronic trend that's happening in the world today and it's been around for some time that more and more people are going into isolation and not just since COVID. it's been a trend that's been constant Uh, throughout that the biggest attack the enemy uses is to isolate people and have them by themselves stats in the US and I know this isn't the US but quite often we follow some of their trends is most people should be able to have the capacity for six to eight relationships or six to eight friendships at the moment every person in the US has about one friend One true friend that they can confide in and and get to know and go on a journey with. That's a problem. It means that when people come in, some of them might not have anyone. Now I say six to eight because in terms of time and and just capacity, studies have shown the average person has enough capacity to form six to eight close, close friendships around them people that they can truly invest time in because we're all busy. We have businesses to run, family, houses to maintain and all of that. I mean, one of my very, very good friends, we've been trying to meet up for a coffee for the last week and a half, and it's just been, it's just been both busy at different times. And six to eight friends, that's why home groups going forward and our next season is gonna be so important. There's six to eight people getting together that can truly build with other. And Some of us gel better with others, and, 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 and that's just life, that's just culture, that's, that's okay. But as we go into the next season, let's just ask ourselves, are we building closely with at least six to eight strong people around us that we can get to know uh, through and through? See them become useful as, as a result of our friendship. As iron sharpens iron, it's, it's, yes, it's a sharpening of, an, of iron, but it's also about polishing. It's, it's a blunt instrument. If you take blunt scissors, they're probably useful for about preschool. But with sharp, razor sharp scissors like we've got over there, you can do a lot with that. And friendships, as we rub off on each other, we actually become more useful for the things of God and the kingdom. We cannot do this thing in isolation. I am better as a result of those around me. Now that old saying that we are the, the sum average of the five closest people we keep around us. If we're keeping people around us who are not after the things of God, you're just going through life like He's not the main priority. If we run the mistake or we, we run the risk of becoming very much like them in our our own humanity. And as we go on this venture together as Adventure Church, I'm not saying we, we should cut those people off by all means. That's not what we're about here. But what I'm just saying is, are we keeping people around us who are encouraging us in the faith? Because there's been times in my life that I've had to turn to people and say I'm struggling in the area. And that's stuff that I can't give to people who I don't feel that are fit enough to carry the things that I need them to have faith for as well, to help lift me up as, as I go forward. i carrying on with John 15. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and then abide in His love. Again, this thing of, if we truly love him, we'll keep his commands. Isn't that about friendship? If, if, if we truly love our friends, we'd understand where they're at. We will not impose ourselves onto them or come with our agenda, but we'd listen to them, where, where are they at, where are they coming from? These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that my joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this that somebody would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus is Lord. But when he talks about laying down his life, he's laying his life down for his friends. And as we go into this next season as this church, it's not about performance. It's not about all of us doing our parts that this thing succeeds. No, it's actually about, hey, you're my friend, I'll lay down my life. I'll lay down my priorities, my agenda, what, what, what makes me f- sometimes feel happy. Because actually there's joy, as John 15 points out, that when we abide in him, meaning this, when we abide in each other as well, because if we're part of the branch together, then we're in each other as, as much as we are in Him. We are the bride. We're the body together. That actually we will find our joy. There's a dying to oneself in the order for, for community, in the order for, for uh, the, 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 the body and us to coexist in unity. You are my friends. If you do what I command you. And then this is our key scripture. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what, what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for that, for that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you. That you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should, be ab- should abide. And this is so key for us, that as friends with God, we get to abide in him. And like I said, it's no longer this thing about performance. We're not trying to build a pretty venue to tick a box. What we're doing is trying to create a space where actually people are the treasure, where people can congregate. The whole heart behind this thing going forward is that it'll be a place where people gather during the week, not just on a Sunday, because people are the treasure. And reading up, he says, if you, if you love one another, and that's what we're after. And can I say this? As we go on and we each bring something to the table, we bring our spiritual gifts, there is no pressure on any of us to perform. Nick and I have to stand before God and give an account of this. There's no expectation to, to, to pick things up and, and carry on. If we're not doing this thing out of joy, if we're not doing this thing out of a place of loving Him, loving each other, then honestly, maybe put that thing down. I was in a place where I was leading media during COVID and it was hectic. And it was, I realized that I started losing my joy for what I was doing. And I was doing it from a place of performance, not of a place of being a son. And that's a very dangerous place to be because then that becomes works. None of us need to focus on works. It should be a thing of people are the treasure. We all have something to bring and that there's grace here as we go down together. The the last thing we want to see is a venue come up and uh, there will be some things that go wrong from time again, but family and friendship is what we contend for first. You might be literally cementing a wall and putting it together and it fall down and that's okay because the heart to serve is, is, is what we after. Yes, we serve with a spirit of excellence and, and those things are all good, but that's all secondary to him and people being the treasure. This is this okay? But I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and fruit should abide so that whatever you ask for in my, my Father, in my name, he will give it to you. These things I command you so that you will, you will love one another. See, Jesus' main uh, uh, point, his, 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 his main objective is that we love one another. That's his heart in everything we do. We can go and we can ask God for stuff. We can uh, go seek this kingdom, but it's firstly loving one another, being friends. In John 15, Jesus is prepping and teaching his disciples to abide in him, as well as getting their hearts ready for persecution. Commenters suggest that Jesus was was speaking to his disciples in the in either the upper room or the garden of garden of Gethsemane. However, it would be fitting that this took place in the upper room. Wow! In fact, m- more commentators sort of suggest. He was speaking to His disciples here in the upper room. Why? Because in Acts 2, we see that's where the Holy Spirit fell. And He's talking about here, abiding in me, abiding in me. We know Jesus says, it's better that I go because one will come who will be the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And we see in Acts 2, in the upper room, the Holy Spirit falls. As the disciples are together, being one, being friends, in unity, praying, we see the unlocking and the releasing of the Holy Spirit coming upon them and that's why we're gonna pray this this morning because there's something about unity something to contending for each other in terms of friendship that becomes attractive to god because that's his heart that would one-on-one that would one another scripture tells us that jesus is set at the right hand of the father He is actively serving us even though he's ascended to heaven. Intercession is a constant and enduring act. Jesus is lifting you and up before the Father even though he is seated, which signifies a finished work, him being seated and from a place of rest, but he's not given up on you and I. And he continues every day, every hour, every minute, every second to contend on our behalf, going to the Father. intercession that we may walk in maturity and this is why jesus calls us friend we have a friend in heaven who's constantly uh, contending on our behalf with the father that we might do well he's not just he sat there but he's not just sat there he's busy a few things on friendship for us as adventure church the old the old testament word for friends it comes from the hebrews ro and bear i know i butchered that our terms uh, for friends in the new testament's word like phileos heteros and plesion refer to friend companion and neighbor friendship involves association loyalty and affection and then theologians go on about friendship being either one of these three association friendship i'm sorry association uh loyalty sorry association uh loyalty uh and affection and how just being association is one of the lowest forms of friendship where association with loyalty with affection is one of the higher ends of a friendship where abraham was a friend of god and for us as a venture church we don't just associate with one another we're not just loyal to another one another we aren't just affectionate to one another we are all three of these in our one anothering. if that makes any sense Human and friendship involves joys, dangers, helps in trouble, advice and various forms of support. Sounds a lot like an adventure, doesn't it? Friendship carries risk. Jesus would still die on a cross for a single person on this planet, even if they didn't bother need for them. How many of us cut ourselves off from possible friendships because we worried of getting hurt as a result. And I get it, guard our hearts. But that's what makes a friendship authentic is that I would risk putting myself out there for someone. It's like when when a groom gets down on one knee and opens a ring out, he carries a risk of her saying no and rejecting him. But the fact that he's willing to make that proposal is a sacrificial act that where he's making himself vulnerable where he's risking that he might win another person's affection and us as adventure church are we willing to risk with tinley manor palm lakes and the immediate area that god's called us to we might go out there and 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 we might get on one knee to people and they might flat out reject us but it's our hearts that carry Jesus in them. Knowing that Jesus would still die on a cross if there was one person on this planet, who wouldn't bow the knee to him, he would still do it because friendship carries a risk. Love carries a form of risk. One can be a friend of, of God as seen as Abraham and those keeping God's covenant. For us as a church, it doesn't matter what 2024 and what the years ahead of us contain our first priority is jesus and his people we build this venue and it might go upside down as a meeting spot for sunday but it's a primary place for us to connect with people that's what we are after imagine just during during the week i sitting there I, i cannot wait to be sitting there with my macbook doing work and just meeting people that come through to to come experience our space there's me getting on one knee opening that hand of friendship seeing the result. that is what we're after the new testament emphasizes doing good to all not just fellow believers however i will say that the average person is only available uh only available to uh have capacity for six to eight uh, friendships, as we looked at it a bit. And um, we will extend ourselves to everyone, but can I encourage us to look at these six to eight people in our lives? Maybe as an exercise during the day, putting that down. Who are the six to eight really close people and they don't have to be here at Adventure Church. But I mean, at the beginning of this year, I submitted my plan for this year under God to four different people, asking them to hold me accountable, getting perspective from them. Is this something I should be doing? Two of those people are not in this church, but very, very, very close friends and their hearts are for us. If you still don't believe me that Jesus is a friend, let's look at some of these other scriptures. And he said to them, uh, this is Matthew 22, 37. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord with all your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like this. You will love your neighbor as yourself. One of these two commandments depend on the law and, and, and the prophets. Again, Jesus, love, love him, love others. Luke 12, I tell you, my friends. Do not fear those who kill the body. And after that have nothing more, they have nothing more that they can do. Don't don't fear those that can kill our bodies. Being able to risk, But but I warn whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. We don't fear people. God is the one who we fear he has the ability to cast people into hell. That is why Jesus is is so, uh, this is such a big thing for him because actually he's here. He came to rescue people from this. And is that our hearts as we go forward? Putting my own agendas aside, putting my own securities aside, putting my own fears aside that I may win some. No longer do, we, we know this from John 15, so no longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I call you friends. You read that just now. Early in the morning, Jesus stood up in the sh- stood up on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them and said, friends, have you any fish? Jesus later prepares, prepares a breakfast for his disciples and later he fills their nets with fish. Jesus as a friend wants us to do well. And like I said as part of our mobilized series this thing of friendship uh, needs to be something that's that's core to our hearts because life happens <laughs> things will get busy. And sometimes we get so focused on the busyness, we forget the why we're busy in the first place. That why is people.